Todd and Rob in, in the, the afternoon. afternoon. Hey, afternoon With Todd and Rob. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rob, here we are. Yeah, we're back oh. again. And the second uh, countdown worked pretty well. Uh, yeah, that was good timing. I guess I should have started it w- without the first countdown, and it would have worked better. It's it's one of the challenges of these live streaming platforms to time when you start the stream and when everything goes live across all of the platforms. So it's it's hard to get things timed up. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it, and it's uh, you know I'm just I'm watching everything here and trying to hit the button as quick as I can. Yeah, I know. I'm the same way. I'm like scrambling trying to get things activated but uh, but anyway it's great to be back with the new media show todd thanks for calling me from i guess you're coming back from your your trip here soon so i think we'll be back in your studio here soon right yeah we'll be back at the normal time next week i about 24 hours from now i start the 24 hour journey to get home so uh yeah um yeah uh it's one of those, uh, you know, stuck in a seat for 14 hours type of deal. So yeah. that's always not fun. <laughs> yeah. And and in coach to boot, you know, so. Oh, yeah. Well, that's even, yeah. well, especially for me, that's especially not fun. So <laughs> my knees are like up in my uh, chin. So if that, yeah. especially if the person in the front seat lowers, lowers their seat. It, yeah. I don't have no more me. status. I right. have no status on United anymore. So chance of catching up greater <laughs> slim than none. <laughs> but anyway, just, you know, before we started the show, I, I told you, you know, you asked me what was going on with me and I said, I've been dreaming AI. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, we've been so heavy testing and then I'm trying to optimize things and, you know, literally uh, I, I, I dreamt last night of, you know, basically having a meeting with my dev team that didn't happen. It happened in a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so, you know, and it's just like, you know, it's a planned dev meeting, but it's you know, all these things in my head that I want to talk about with them. And <laughs> yeah, but it's, so, uh, it's kind of funny. Your, your video, when you talk to it because of your background, it does look like you're talking into that big microphone. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? I could actually move my head a little bit uh, this way, and it, yeah, it would right. be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's quite a microphone you have there, Todd. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is, and it's what it is. Is the sheer mic is black? So what's happened is, is because right, it there's a black. Right yeah, yeah, it blends in perfect. <laughs> Yeah, I guess you need to have a, a green screen or some sort, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't travel with a green screen. This, you know, this virtual stuff is is gonna do. But yeah, next week we'll be back with uh, real lighting and a in a real <laughs> you know, I don't think anybody wants to see a hotel room behind me. I, I don't I don't think that's very yeah, exciting at all. That's true. That's true. So you're you're dreaming of AI and AI is um is still with us. I think uh, it's fairly safe to say. Um, and it's still kind of in this weird kind of limbo land right now. It kind of feels like it, it feels like that a lot of the big companies are embracing it. Um, and at the same time, there's a bunch of little companies out there and, that are embracing it as well, trying to offer services and subscriptions and things like that. But I get the sense, and maybe we mentioned this on last week's episode, but that, that maybe 
as these big companies support AI, there becomes a less of a interest or need for all of these AI startups. And I kind of wonder well, about that, Todd. I, I think if depending on the how custom of a solution you have, mm-hmm. how you know for us it's going to be planning, post production, social clipping, stats. So it's you know it's definitely tied to everything. Yeah, uh, what we do as core. So you know I, I've said for a while now that if you didn't incorporate this in your business, um, you're you're going to be out of business in a few years. Yeah, um, you have to. Um, and we're we're not going outside our out of our swim lanes per se. Yeah, but also I look at eight or nine podcasting competing products. I'm like, well, I've eliminated the need for my audience to, or my, my, my customers to have to pay for a third party service. Yeah. Um, and that adds value to your platform to, to right. do that kind of thing. And then also, you know, I, I do agree with you, Todd. I think that there is going to be a significant move towards using these, AI engines to simplify workflows and processes. And the best place to do that is inside the place that you're trying to publish. Um, and that's exactly what you're doing. And I think that there's other, um, other platforms in the medium that are pursuing this as well, but there are surprisingly a few mediums that I'm not seeing much action in that. I know that Podbean announced something just this past week too, that they were, they had a strong AI initiative. Um, yeah, they're, they, I'm not quite sure what that looks audio, like yet, but they yeah. did an audio editor, and for me, it's like the script has really knocked it out of the ballpark. And yeah. Yeah. there's a lot of people using the script, and do I need to yeah. really compete with the script? Um, I don't think so. I don't think I need to, to com- compete with Adobe Edition or any of these other editors, right? Uh, that are going to have this built in uh, very, very shortly. Um, I, I guess Podbean has their own on-platform editor. Um, you know, if you've got a tool that's going to remove stuff, you have to have an editor as well. So I don't have an editor. So why would I, to me, I'm, I'm just being trying to be strategically smart in what I build. Yeah. Cause unless you have a recording process on your platform, it, it's a little tough to justify an editing tool, right? Right. Um, so I think that it's, you know, unless you're moving in that direction, you know, I did speak to Lipson a little bit about this too, because they had that, that Lipson studio product that they were, they were pushing out. And I don't know what the priority of that is anymore in the company, but there's, there's definitely, and, but, I think was it Spotify with Anchor? I think they recently announced that they got rid of their their ability to to record and edit in their platform. Yeah, they did oh. something, and you know they partnered up with Riverside. But you know right. that people are going to have to pay for Riverside. So unless it's bundled with it yeah, somehow, unless, if that's the long term goal, right? Unless they did some deal and paid for Riverside for their customers. Yeah. You know, but everyone I had talked to, because we had looked at that, I had talked to Riverside, Squadcast, and everyone else and said, hey, you know, let's do a bundle. Let me integrate. And none of them were interested um, right. at the time. And uh, 
So for me, it was like, all right, you don't want, so that, does that mean you're going to compete with me? And you look at what Riverside is doing and every indication I had from Riverside and based upon what they're posting on their website, it was, you know, made it very obvious to me that they were trying to, they were going to become a potential competitor and they, you know, we did some integration that they never completed. Um, yeah. And it kind of put a little sour taste in my mouth, uh, especially after they got some money and, you know, they changed priorities. So the Riverside hasn't been without their own challenges as far as their platform goes too. Yeah. I know that they've been kind of courting a relationship with uh, Spotify for um, probably over a year now. Um, I've been seeing them mentioned in their marketing materials um, quite often. And it just sounds like things progress to the next level. Um, you know, and I think if you look at what Spotify is doing with, with video, it probably makes some sense that they work with their, with that type of a platform, right. Um, that can help them build video on platform. Right. Um, but again, then, it's a, sto- it's a stovepipe. So, you know, right. they, they, you know, they, they finally come to the realization that um, RSS is a good thing. Um, you know, making Rogan available again via RSS. So now they are, um, you know, maybe they'll come to this realization with video as well. But I, I, I don't know that it, it may have taken five years to figure that out. Yeah, I, I don't know. Did you see the um, the posting in? Um the download from sounds profitable. I thought that this was interesting. I, I it was data that was provided by, by um, looks like Spreaker or iHeart in this case. Um, here, let me pull it up on the screen. And I think you'd be able to see what I'm talking about here. Um, I guess Spreaker is saying that there's a trend up around um, uh, CPMs or what's being called revenue per million now. So I guess Spreaker's decided to rename it to a more clear basis, but they still kept that milli download. Revenue, um, revenue per mile download? <laughs> milli, and which is another term oh, for... Milli. Oh, yeah. my God. I, I read that as, as mile. Revenue. <laughs> it kind of looks like it, doesn't it? I know. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought it was interesting, a uh, trend with an arrow up to $36.60. Now, they're not entirely clear um, yeah. what what's being sold here. Um, my guess is this would be um, host reads. I can't imagine this is programmatic. No, no way. Yeah. So That's pretty impressive, 36.60 and a CPM. Let's call it what it really is supposed to be. Yeah, I think it's it's an interesting, you know, if if that is true, um, you know, and that's part of what I wanted to, you know, kind of dovetail off of today too with the show is to talk about this kind of conflicting messaging that we're hearing in the medium, um, especially from larger media companies um, that are driving, you know, a certain kind of narrative that everything is okay in the medium. While at the same time, I'm hearing a lot of people talk about, well, you know, everybody's getting 
laid off from their jobs and there's concerns about content quality now going down because there's fewer hiring and there's more focus on, you know, jobs and, and salespeople being, being, you know, opportunities out there. So all of these content creators that have been hired by these big production companies are having a hard time, you know, finding their next gig. Right. And, and so, you know, there was some discussion about this online here over the last couple of days. And, and it's an interesting kind of, um, you know, conversation on, on this topic, you know, you know, um, around a significant lack of job opportunities for content creators compared to a surplus of sales positions flooding the market. So, you know, I think that there's really two things going on there that aren't necessarily directly related to each other here, but which is, you know, there's a large number of, of um, sales positions because there's lots of companies out there that are looking to drive more revenue. <laughs> if they can bring in, you know, a, a talented person that can drive more revenue, then that's, that's what most companies need right now. But then there's the other end of the spectrum, which is, you know, cost cutting around content. Right. If and kind of the the blending of the two is usually related to revenue, right? Um so you know, budgets usually get cut and staff gets laid off when when revenue isn't matching that or there is less of a I guess an attitude of investment spending versus um justified revenue based spending, right? Yeah. I think that's kind of what we're seeing here. Well, you know, they were they were being pretty stupid for a long time and yeah, spending right. thousands Guarantees. of dollars right. per episode, you know, and you know, all this high production cost. Yeah. When, when it's not needed. You know, it's not needed this, you know, having a team of you know, I can't tell you the number of meetings I had with teams of six or seven that were gonna right. produce right. one business show. And I'm like, You guys are crazy. Of course you didn't tell them that over the but there's six or seven people involved in the production of one business show. Yeah. When there really should have been like two. Right. You know, and maybe a couple of meetings with some marketing folks or whatever, you know, but you, you really, it doesn't take seven people to launch a business show. Yeah. And it's, and also the conversation around this in the community was focused around, well, there's less of a focus on quality now. So, you know, I don't believe that, you know, it's like, you know, uh, that's, 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 that's what that is, is that's uh, virtual signaling for, well, I don't have a job. Yeah. Right. And it's, and it's this focus on how they, they portray how many jobs in the market with content creators, with, mediocrity right and in a churning uh cookie cutter kind of content that um is are relying more and more on tools to drive downloads was the was the oh. kind of idea that tools. came up around this tools tools to drive downloads that's yeah, i wonder like what cheap. that is yeah so tool drive right. downloads hmm. i'd like to know the definition of those types i'd like to see those tools Right. Well, I think we all kind of know what those tools might be. And those are the, the paid per download type of platforms that there has been some people that have headed down that path over the years. Right. Naughty, naughty, naughty. Yeah, exactly. 
but a lot of that activity now has been thrown um thwarted based on you know the efforts of the hosting platforms to detect those type of um kind of download farms of sorts right i mean i know you guys did right yeah we've been doing that since 2006 7 yeah when when people were more than obvious on what they were doing so my my comeback on this whole art argument around um all these content creators actually not getting jobs is if this is a this is probably a great time um for you as a as a talented content creator that has been putting yourself into job roles to maybe go go on your own a little bit create some content you know yourself launch a show y- yourself instead of getting a job doing it create a job for yourself but, but rob there can't do that i have to be paid i got well, paid thousands of dollars per episode right and that also begs begs the next question is that there are people out there that don't have um savings or resources that they can spend time doing that kind of stuff i think we have to be fair and honest about it and say but, that but Rob, you don't have I mean, to be full time no that's true no i agree with that too you right? can have a regular job nine to five and still produce content right and still produce content yeah because if you're talented at this and you've been not i don't know i hate to say this but if you've been laid off um of a content job then maybe maybe you need to get better at it or something i don't know um and one way to do that is to get out and start making your own content we we missed out on the big bucks when uh, they were just looking for people to be voices and 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 uh, you know I I, I should have just been racking up the thousands of dollars an episode you know, do four or five a week yeah and, you know that that uh, that that would have made for some nice extra cash not that I had anything else to do but yeah but then you have to fit into a certain kind of culture and you have to do do what you're told and all this kind of stuff and that's kind of more of a kind of a larger media kind of you know. That's more of an employment kind of opportunity yeah. for someone, and and I have met quite a few people, especially in the in the New York market, that um, w- would just get brought in to produce like one episode of a of a big series. Right? They would be like a like a showrunner or a show producer or something like that for just one episode, and then they would bounce around to different shows, being a producer on separate episodes in a show. So there's a fair amount of the people that are that lost their jobs that were kind of like floaters that were, were floating around just doing one episode of a particular podcast for a bigger company. Right. Well, here, here's yeah. here lies the ultimate problem. Right. And this is the same thing. It's based radio. Yeah. Is they, they stick with their old model. Yeah. You know, they, they, if it costs a million dollars to produce a single or $20 million to produce a single episode for television, and uh, we're going to put this on digital, you know, then, the, you know, the, you know, this is why we heard, you know, certain, uh, certain companies were paying, you know, $50,000 this last year. What I heard per episode is what one company was spending. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. um, episode. And this is a big company that, you know, supposedly is wise with their with financial information. I'll just leave it at that. And um, and and I was just flabbergasted. I'm like, who, who, what brother, sister, and uncle were running this scheme to fill right. their pockets yeah. at fifty thousand dollars an episode? Um, I told the rep, we'll do it for five. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's a that's a discount. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do it for five. <laughs> You know, and I was just being pretentious in that regard, too. But again, so they and again, these big production companies paying creators did not guarantee success. If those shows had been successful and generating huge audiences, they would still be producing today because there would be enough revenue right, to pay all those people that were, you know, grabbing a grabbing a nickel and dime and a quarter out of that uh, budget. So it's obvious that these high-end productions couldn't sustain themselves in the current advertising RPM CPM market. Right. And, and that's, that's what's interesting about it is, is it that explains a lot of the reason why we saw a lot of shows get cut is that, that there were a lot of shows that were like maybe in development, right? That there was a lot of investment in, but not a lot of return coming out of them. And I, I just look at the, the millions of dollars I put in podcasters' pockets, literally, that were a team of one. And yeah. for them, you know, I had, I had folks, I, I go back in the story about Andy McCaskey. Yeah. Andy told me, please beg me, never tell, he's retired now, so this is safe to say. Yeah. He said, don't ever tell anybody how much I'm making because if my employer ever found out I was making more from my podcast than I was from my salary, they will fire me. So, you know, you know, here was a guy that was pulling six figures, fat six figures annually, and um and was a team of one. So again, you have the, the those are the smart ones. The ones that have had a team of one or two, maybe maximum of three, and yeah. they're pulling down forty, fifty thousand dollars a month in advertising revenue, and they don't have a big team. It's doable. It's you know, it's completely doable. Uh, you know, the more hands in the pot, you know, it's especially when you when you get into those big deals, then. Talent, they don't even give a shit about talent because guess what? The company's taking, they're paying the talent a little bit of money. Right. And the company that's producing the show takes the majority of the cash. So guess what? It's a recipe for disaster. Why? The talent has no skin in the game. Right. Yeah. And there's really no long-term benefit to the talent, really. No, none. Right. And it's so not why, easy building why? a a successful show. And I mean, if you look at these these bigger bigger media companies, um, they usually have just a handful of very popular shows. And I believe that's kind of what they've a lot of them have done. And they've they've trimmed back their inventory of produced shows. Um, right. Actually, makes makes perfect sense. Actually, the more I think about it, that they would want to do that, and then just kind of reset the deck chairs of sorts. 
Uh, and then that doesn't mean that they stop looking for new ideas and new shows, just that maybe they're, uh, they're a little more critical <laughs> of, of what opportunities come their way that they are willing to invest spend on. Right. Um, I think that makes total sense given, given the market right now. And meanwhile, we are lit and live. Good. And uh, matter of fact, I'm going to load the. Uh, was, we had some satoshis come in. I don't have it quite ready yet uh, to show off because I got to load the screen. But you know, I'm just like, there's other there's other ways. There's other ways forward now, and yeah. with all the ways to monetize. Yeah, there's so many it, now, right? You know, if you Patreon, PayPal, someone send me a check, one-time donations, um, boostograms, um, thousand sats from Andrew Grummet. Thanks, enjoyed the show from yesterday. Thousand sats from R.W. Nash. Yeah, Todd's back, and therefore the back and forth. Thousand sats. Um, again, and we've got people, a lot of people now are streaming sets to us mm-hmm. at a hundred or two fifty or whatever the number may be. Yeah. hundred sats a minute, thousand sats a minute, um, thousand sats from Mike Dell. Again, it's just, you know, there's, and again, don't we, this show doesn't get too many PayPal donations. Um, but I was just going to talk about PayPal. I don't know if you saw the tweet from Roberto Blake, who is on the show um, down at PodFest, but he posted that um, uh, PayPal was limiting his payouts. Um, you know, I was going to pull it up on the screen here if I could find it re- re- really quick, but they they told him he was his transfers uh, were too high. Hmm. Oh, okay. Here, here it is. Transfers to his bank account were too high. Yeah, yeah. Here, let me show this to you. Does he say how much he was transferring? Well, it says now he doesn't say himself. But oh, instantly available money. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it says here after making twenty five thousand dollars in sales per month, you'll. Uh, it says. Let's say, as your selling activity changes, payments above a certain amount per month may not be um, available right away. That gives us a chance to review these charges or changes and keep transactions between you and your customer secure. He must have had a big uptick in sales. Yeah. He must have noticed a large increase in activity. Yeah. You know, we've we've taken PayPal at Blueberry for years, and I've never seen that type of a message. And you know, we we will transfer, you know, five you know high five figures on a monthly basis out of PayPal into the banking account. So, um, and even my personal PayPal, when we're collecting money for the podcast awards. I, I never have a transfer hit it hit a transfer limit, but he must have had a big upsurge. 
but oh. instant transfers, I always do. I don't like paying the fee, so I always do a two or three de- day delay. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. It's more more reasonable on that. But um, but yeah, Todd, I also wanted to talk about kind of the the lead that I have with this episode today, and that was around um, you know what's happening between kind of mainstream media. Um, uh, the traditional media might be a, the way of defining it um, is appears to be in a, in a relative state of decline and pullback. Um, but yet we see what's happening with like uh, podcasting and video and stuff like that. It, it seems to be capturing the attention of people more than these mainstream channels are. And I wanted to pull up an article from Pew research that kind of gave a little bit of clarity on this around what's what, what's happening. Uh, it, it looks like audiences are declining for traditional news media. And this a little bit rides a little bit with what I think what we talked about last week about the New York times um, facing some revenue kind of declines from brand safety and things. Um, so there's basically some issues around, um, <clears throat> the success of these mainstream media folks around gathering audience, but now they're also under pressure on, on what content that they have and what kind of news that they have on their platform. And they may not be able to be as monetized based on that. It said a declining share of us adults are fall are, uh, are following the news closely. So fewer and fewer us adults are actually following the media closely these days. Um, and then here I'll jump down to where it actually talks about newspapers. And I think we've all known that the trend line around newspapers has not been a good one. Um, but it's, it's an interesting kind of fall off, um, that continues to happen for newspapers, which probably isn't a big surprise to you, Todd, to, to see this. Is this digital or paper? Uh, it says daily I, newspaper I, circulations, right? I have not seen a paper newspaper. I know I haven't either. So I, right. in a hotel once in a while, I'll see one. And then um, you know, I'll scroll down to the next graph here just so you can see it. There's a lot of discussion in this article. Uh, it says declining audiences for local TV news across multiple time slots. So the only, we're a the only way I get, the only way you get local TV news is on YouTube clips. I, I yeah. where I live, I an antenna yeah. doesn't even work. So yeah. the only way I can get local news clips <clears throat> is again uh, just seeing a you know the weather on a three minute clip out of Detroit or something like that. That's so, yeah, so I, th- as far as local, yeah. It's yeah so be, these. You know, I'm surprised these, it's that good. Yeah, these numbers have been on 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 decline. It says for evening news, it's about 3.1 million. Um, for I'm not sure which which one of those charts. Morning news too. Yeah, and then late um, night news is about the same, and then morning news years. is even less. Yeah, about six two million. years, it's it's halved. Yeah. So people are just not getting their, their news information 
from these big sources any longer. You know where I get it on my Android phone is um, off the home screen. I, I get this speed of, and it actually is excellent. It's better than the iPhone. It right. feeds me stuff that I'm interested in, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't, I don't, I've never made a setting, but it must know what I read. I get a lot of space news. I get a lot of stuff from SpaceX. Yeah. I get no politics. Um, wow. Okay. So, so I get a whole feed. It's pretty, it's updated quite a bit on my Android phone. And I, I get most of my, my quick news there. Mm-hmm. And, and it's then, not, not traditional sources. So it says here the audiences for news programming on ABC, CBS, and NBC have been relatively stable over recent years. Now, granted, that is that's in a time frame that is not as current. Uh, it says, but the story is mixed when it comes to audio. It says there's a clear rise in audiences for podcasts and other types of online audio. So that continues to go up. Um, and then down here is for U.S. newspapers estimated circulation revenue. So as you look at this, th- this is this is an interesting little chart because what it shows you is a serious decline in advertising revenue when it yeah. comes to uh, newspapers. How it's actually lower than the the, the subscription revenue. I, I, I wonder when Craigslist came in on that graph. You know, where, where did Craigslist hit? Well, you know, was Craigslist... Probably at the, at, the, at the peak of the advertising cycle here, probably. And it's been <laughs> downhill ever since. Right. Straight downhill. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, and then uh, here, uh, local television revenue has been roughly stable. It says public radio revenue has increased... Looks like um, from 2020, 1.1 billion in 2020 to 1.2 billion in 2021. It doesn't. It says an increase of eight percent between 2021 and 2022. Well, and if you looked at this probably at a more closer scale, I would almost bet you that uh, election years, yeah, you it's know, different, right? Drive huge revenue and it's the cash it's the it's the gift that keeps giving that's the only thing i think that's still saving major media is every four years they get this influx of billions of dollars of advertising yeah and also i think as you look at even these graphs and these charts that i'm i'm showing on the screen here especially this one it's basically revenue trends vary across cable news networks and it it basically charts the revenue of CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News, and you're seeing a serious <clears throat> decline in revenue for, it appears to be CNN and MSNBC, where Fox News continued an upward trajectory through the pandemic period. It doesn't go beyond, much beyond, so it probably goes into 2023 is the numbers here. Um, and it says 2022 at the bottom of the chart. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't, um, but it's, do those bars go beyond it? No, they don't. So, no. yeah. So we're still missing two years of data here. So well, my contention or- is that is is that the declines here would be even more significant than what we are seeing here. To be honest with you, I can't tell you the last time I was on CNN, CNN or MSNBC. 
Right. Uh, stuff from Fox does come across my newsfeed from time to time, but most of it is usually non-political stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But my kind of my gut and probably the same with you is that there, there are fewer and fewer people and it's very partisan um, and, and demographic related as well to some degree of the, of the, of the people that are watching cable news tend to be on the older end of the spectrum. Um, I'm just speculating on this. It's probably not a hundred percent true, but, um, and I don't know what, what's your observation on that, Todd? I think it, it does those news networks that we're talking about, except for maybe to some exception, Fox news do kind of fall along political. Oh, Oh, absolutely political divides oh in you know and yeah the reason i quit watching mainstream media is because it gave me anxiety so yeah. i don't watch any, and i don't watch any of them because it's just it's a, it's an anxiety lidden tirade of talking right. heads that don't half the time know what and they're so politicized and they can't see beyond their own noses you know, I, I, I just keep telling my audience there's this big worry, you know, in the in media right now that uh you know, upcoming election and election fraud and blah 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 and you know, it's deep fakes and I just keep telling people, Hey, you, you know, you have a brain. Uh you know, use it. Source right. material. If you read something, you say, Is that true? You know, do do a little more digging and looking around, especially if it's something you don't agree with or yeah. pisses you off or whatever you know make sure that do your own research and um well and also yeah it, yeah it actually even goes beyond that todd i think it's really being open to the possibility that what you may perceive as a conspiracy theory um may not be as conspiracy as you might first think it is um and just being open to learning about other possible scenarios that may be happening that maybe you're just not aware of. I think we're well beyond that. I don't think people are, I think people are pretty polarized at this point and don't want to listen to each other uh, because there's no reason it's one extreme or the other. It's either this far right, far left. There's no one, there's no one talking down the middle and being reasonable about discussions. So this is why people have, have tuned out. And I think it's what's happening here is very dangerous. Um, but it's also scary for the media landscape too. So no, um, they're, they're sticking a knife in their own backs, you know, they're killing themselves. I mean, so, cause in the long run, it's, it's going to backfire on all of them. Um, well, I think it already has. Yeah, I, used and, to be an avid, I used to be an avid news watcher. I used to go through all the channels, all of them. Mm-hmm. I would give as e- I'd give equal an equal time to CNN and Fox and MSNBC. I, yeah. but that was more than ten years ago. Yeah, and now I can't stand to watch any of them. So, where do I go? Where do I feed my brain? I feed my brain with stuff that isn't going to, you know, stress me out. I'll be honest with you. I, I have no idea what's happening in America right now. None, zero. It is. It is because guess what? I've been thirty days. I've been completely disconnected. Yeah, you have. From, sure. And no one cares. We're here where I'm at. No one cares about what's going on in America. I do get asked 
um, from time to time meet people. You know, what do you think of Trump? What do you think of Biden? And I'll be honest with you, the, and these aren't expats. These are people that are locals. They love Trump. You know, they think, and it's kind of like, huh, that's interesting. You know, they don't have no skin in the game. Um, and I asked why, and the perception is, is he's a, he says what he means. So that's the perception they have here. And yet there's no, I don't, we don't, there's no media uh, per se that's inundating people on politics in the United States. So you get outside the walls of our own country and largely people don't care. And I think that's the thing that Americans need to realize is that, you know, we live in this in this bubble that the rest of the world could give two two craps about. They have their own local politics and stuff that they. Oh yeah, about. everybody has their own issues, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's a little scary though that that people are pulling back from trying to dissect what's happening. Uh, I think there's a danger that things could uh, happen, and the population just won't even be aware of what's happening. Oh, and, I think. It's- I think you see that all the time with these YouTube clips of people on the street being asked very, very simple questions. And it's, yeah. you know, and, 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 you know, I, you know, I don't expect a 20 year old to be you know, to know who the speaker of the house is. I could care. They probably could care less, mm-hmm. you know, but what, you know, it's, you know, probably when I was 20, I didn't know either, you know, so to be, to be frank. Um, yeah. And sometimes it's hard to, for people to really comprehend, you know, macro dynamics in a society and a culture at the level of things that are going on. It's, it's hard to comprehend sometimes and it's hard to, to trust that maybe a different view is, is a possibility, right. Um, Versus just kind of following the sheep of what everybody's saying is going on. I think it's uh, a, all right. I think that's why you should listen to a lot of podcasts. There's a lot of diversity in podcasts with a lot of great conversations. Yeah, and start piecing it together yourself. But it does take a certain kind of active engagement um, to to ascertain those things. And to you know, I think it it can put each of us in a in a in a socially challenging position oh, too. Because as we start to change our our opinions, we're going to start talking about it more to others and that could make others uncomfortable because of a different view. Well, Rob, to be honest with you, I think that, um, the, over the last eight years per se, Mm -hmm. um, I think the majority of normal people, regular people Mm -hmm. have tuned out. They don't want to hear it. And they're going to just do what their heart tells them. And that's it. Uh, I don't think they, I, I think because it got so nasty. So bad, right. Well, it's continuing to be that way, right? Yeah. Well, thank God I'm not participating because it's one of those situations where I, my brain doesn't need it. And so that's, it just, I listen. It, it's just, a, you know, everybody could wake up one day and realize that their country is no longer what they thought it was. Well, yeah, and you know, my grandfather um, used to say, "This country's going to hell in a handbasket." That's been a long time, though, right? Yeah, Yeah, that's you know, that was when I was a little whippersnapper, thirteen years old, fourteen years old. 
And he, you know, he would complain about the the R's and the D's and he would, you know, cuss them up down one side the other. Well, 50 years later, here we are and uh, we're still surviving. So, um, yeah, um, now, there's never one person that can have so much power that they can change everything. So that's, you know, there is there is still a sense of checks and balances, even though, you know, and politically fire them all is my opinion. And <laughs> clear the slate, right? Yep. Yeah, clear but, the slate. But term the question limit. is, who do you replace them with? Is the is the well, you do question. term limits and you just, you you replace everybody? You know, right. at and, some point, right? This right, concept right. of a exactly true of a of a bureaucracy that is full of people that have been there for 30 years or something like that. Yeah. Most and they got, you know, they got gone. 22 right. hands in their pockets, you know, dropping, uh, <laughs> you know, dropping millions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, I don't know. I think mainstream media is screwed. You know, it's just a matter of time, but the money's still being spent there. So uh, billions of dollars are going into cable advertising. So, those billions of dollars are not coming into podcasting. And there's a reason for that. Yeah. I think it's an interesting question. You know, why isn't that happening? Um, it's a lot of work. Media buyers don't want to go deep. They, they, they want to top, they want to deal with the top 5% and they don't want to deal uh, with the 95% that will actually get them to multi billions of dollars of advertising. So mm-hmm. therein lies the, 20 year problem of putting money in smaller creators pockets. Thought I wanted to share this other article that I, I found um, actually from the site uh, rain news. Um, They actually talked about uh, this concept of here. Let me add this to the stage here. I guess there is some research that was done by from Veritonic. Uh, it's the Veritonic Audio Attention Report. And it talks about um, the need to keep audio ads simple and not too loud is this concept. So because if the ads are too loud, then it it turns people off, right? Which makes well, logical just sense. Like, just like TV. Right. You know. If you're if you have something on TV and all of a sudden the ad comes on and it's twenty decibels higher, what do you do? You you immediately grab the remote control, right? And you play that cat and mouse game of up down up down. Yeah, yeah. So so it's important the the audio quality of your of your ad in in podcasts in audio advertising. Well, it tells um, me that the uh, audio injected ads are not uh, being leveled. Yeah, and this has been an, an issue on the radio side for many years. I'm, I'm sure you, you'll recall is the quick action on the volume button on your radio when a yeah. when an announcer ad comes up and it's like you know double the volume, <laughs> it blows your ears out. Um, that's a common practice even in television advertising. Uh, is to at any advertising break you just ramp up the, the volume to get people's attention. Right. It's all about that's whole thing about advertising. Right. It's always been about uh, being a disruptor to people's attention. Right. Um, and loud is one way of doing that. And flashy graphics and 
zingers and all sorts of things that they do on radio to keep people paying attention. Yeah, and again, I think it goes back to you know you don't need to don't need to don't need to kill them with a hammer. You just need to gently persuade them to help you out. Go take a don't, look. Uh, don't uh, make your audience um, deaf with your ads. I guess is the takeaway on that for me. So, yeah. <laughs> Oh, your bandwidth is was cutting out there on you a little bit. But um, yeah, Todd, can you hear me? Yeah, a little bit about the IEB stuff. Yeah, no, no, I have that up here. Um, so there was um, an announcement on the twenty third off of Pod News about the IAB podcast measurement guidelines version 2.2, Todd. Um, so I'm sure yeah. that you know quite a bit about all this. I, yeah, I sent you those meetings. Yeah. There, I'll, I'll zoom in on it a little bit so you can see better. Um, it hasn't shown up on my side yet. Oh, it hasn't? There okay. we go. There we go. The... It looks like the IEB Tech Lab has released a new version of the measurement guidelines um, and is looking for comments um, on it. Uh, I guess if you want to comment on this, I guess you have till March 23rd to get your comments in. And uh, version 2.2 add a requirement for companies to be clear whether they are using a fixed or rolling 24-hour window for measurement that's part of that that thing i i think we talked about at one point is that there's some variabilities in this in these settings that can generate different outputs right and this is one of them right again remember the 24 hour window is the minimum right but it either either fixed or starts at the point of of initial request right yeah i think we're using fixed i don't quote me on that and that could generate different numbers yeah so but again depends on how far back you look so you can use a fix to look further back wouldn't a rolling 24-hour window does that generate um rolling window probably would be more more downloads versus a fixed right uh well again it goes back to that, you know, the pure science on this and how many times do we really see in the same IP twice? And um, in the end, it's, it's uh, you know, not very, very often. We do see IPs twice, but very rare to see the same IP a third time within a 24-hour window. But And then also it, it says a, a requirement to update uh, safe IP addresses lists uh, such as those for large known corporations and universities. Um, so that's like a whitelist, right? Right. And to be honest with you, those lists have always been pretty thin. Have they? Yeah, because, you know, just the way the modern internet works, there's not that much firewalling that's going on now where they're routing Corporations are routing everyone through a single because you think about it. Right. Someone goes to work, they don't connect their phone to the 
office I uh, Wi-Fi. I right. Can't. It's it's through the the cellular network. So right. they're on their cellular network. They're in in. So what are those? So are people using their computers in the office to listen on, to podcasts on Wi-Fi? No. Right. Or no. off of a network connection, maybe. Right. No. No, right. and and college students the same. They're using their phones. Maybe they're using college campus Wi-Fi. Maybe, right? But again, or, the majority of them are just using data. Right, right. So, so it's a it's a declining number anyway. So uh, where do those safe safe IP address actually come from, Todd? Uh, self generated, largely. Are they? Stuff that, okay. Yeah, it's the the other list. Is the one that we, you know, basically we we buy we pay for a service that tells of tells us all of the known servers and so basically the deny list or whatever you want to call it these days, right? Uh, and I think James is getting a little too bit wrapped up on the the IV certification in the last twelve months. Um, I think you'll see a, a large number of companies start the. You know, they've got 12 months now to do, well, as soon as this comes out Mm -hmm. and is validated, then the companies basically have until the end of the year to get, to get recertified. And then I guess there's, there's clarification on that an ad can only be considered to be delivered or fully downloaded if the overall episode download was valid. So yeah, I think that's always been the case. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But what's what's changed around the classification of being valid? I don't know. That that I, I sure. guess we'll have to find out what the auditors have to say about that. Yeah. <clears throat> Again, it's it's uh, and here's the here's the risk. It's it says add if the overall you know. So does that mean that people that aren't running ads are you know, where's the, where's the counting going to happen? You know, so well, yeah, I think it's specifically uh, re- referring to counting. Was it counting of ads? Yeah, counting of ads. Ads only when the episode has been validly delivered. Yeah, validly delivered. <laughs> That's even a word. Validly. Well, so you know, if you uh, think about uh, it, can you can you validate in a redirect that the media file was delivered? Well, and what is that? That's a loaded it, word. Yeah. Too. yeah what delivered. is delivered? Did the did the IP bytes get delivered? Um, right. You know. I mean, was it fully downloaded, or was it just a partial play? Or yeah, I a, think. Yeah, I think there's some good questions to be asked around that. What yeah. what does that really mean? Right. Yeah. And then some changes with the was it uh, mass market technology changes in measurement reports, possibly the result of Apple changes to iOS 17. I'm not exactly sure what that means, but uh, scroll back up. Let me read that again. Practice to be put in place to account for mass market technology changes in. It's not very specific. No. Yeah, James says here only five companies have undergone IEB certification in the last twelve months. Yeah. Well, again, I'm not. I think what we'll see here is. I don't want to get into the politics of what the IEB did, but I think you'll see a lot of recertifications this year. 
Yeah, it was almost like it, it says the IEB had required companies to recertify annually, but it's its website ordered that recertification must be completed by December 31, 2023 to maintain compliance status. No companies have recertified so far this year. And that requirement was removed from the IAB website yesterday. So again, when this comes out, we'll have a new version. Push that, that deadline out further is what they've done. Uh, the December 2023 deadline. Yeah, I, I'm not aware if that changed or not. I, I wasn't in a meeting where that was discussed, so yeah. I really can't. You know, again, um, the originally we didn't. There wasn't going to be a requirement to recertify every year. It was going to be when there was going to be a version change on the. Um, on the specification or you had a material change internally at your company, which required you to self-report and say, I need to recertify. Right. Or would you change something in your processes that would require that? And then um, ultimately uh, I decided the tech lab decided that because MRC and others recertify annually that going forward um, companies would have to recertify annually and uh, gave folks some time, uh, in essence, to prepare for that. I guess that's the best way to to say it. Yeah. So I we'll see how many companies recertify. It is going to be an interesting because you know it's, it's not cheap, but it's cheaper than what it was. So, but still, right. you still have you know significant amount of cost there. Yeah. And you have members and non-member certification too. So you have people that are not members that pay a higher rate to get certified than members. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Todd, I saw that um looks like Joe Rogan has his RSS feed back in Apple again. I saw that. Oh, I think we talked about it last week's episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So so anyway, I just wonder what that means to his numbers. Well, I, I think no know. Spotify was pretty optimistic that, you know, if they were going to take a chunk of his ad sales, um, that, that they were, they were thinking that the revenue might be higher for him. Right. <laughs> also, they wouldn't have done that kind of deal. Well, I'm, you know, I'm sure they looked at pre, pre Spotify numbers and, they probably know pretty well. I'm sure there's a lot of people very happy he's back on RSS. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, you can get Joe's full three-hour shows in your podcast app now. <laughs> so, Todd, I launched uh, my podcast tips show on on um, Blueberry this past, well, you past week. Yeah. How was your experience getting started over there with this? Did you do it on the dashboard? Did you do it with your website? What did you do it with? I did it off of uh, WordPress. So, oh, okay. Mainly, but I, you know, there is some things that I've had to learn about bouncing back and forth between the Blueberry side and the. You and should the never have to go to the Blueberry site. Oh, okay. Well, it 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 redirects me over to the Blueberry site for destinations. Uh, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. Okay, I need no. to talk to Mike then. Have you, have you seen, <laughs> 
<laughs> have you synced your can you upload to us directly in WordPress right now? Uh yes. Mm-hmm. For both audio and and video podcasts. Yeah. yeah. It, it may push you over to an explanation site. Now for Spotify, yeah, you have to come onto the dashboard to submit to Spotify. But for the uh, for, for a few of the destinations, you have to come on the dashboard and connect with the API. But the majority of those you should not. Got it. Got it. Yeah, Spotify um, would be one you would have to submit on the dashboard. Just trying to look here to see. Um, successful. If I have those posted in here. Oh, yeah, here it is. Yeah, the rest of them should be pretty much from just following the instructions. But yeah, Spotify would be one you'd have to submit because we do a have to do some magic. Yeah, so I got the the video feed set up. I I titled the wow. the album art video edition, kind of like what we do for the new media show too. You got so, sixteen episodes already. Yep. That's how many wow. in this feed. Yep. Wow. Did you? So I guess you posted sixteen at once. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because th- I started this show back in October, so I wanted to catch up. So each oh, each show okay. going forward would be kept up to date. So that's the idea. Uh, all right. Yeah, I got you. So it's purely video. Uh, this 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 particular one, and then I've got the. Um, the the audio version too. So I have two feeds. So just like with this show. Yeah. So I have that. And then uh, this one is, is there as well. So I add that to the stage here. So you can see the, the audio edition version. It's got 16 episodes in there too. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, it was, I guess it's kind of rare to to get set up like this these days, but I thought I would I would do it and see what what happened and see what the reaction in the community. Are is you running? To. Are you running channels or categories? Uh, the video version is running off of a channel. The audio one is like the default. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you do, you're doing the same way I'm doing this show here. Yeah. So you have two blocks in the WordPress Correct. post. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, cool beans. Yeah. You get to play around with our stats and all kinds of stuff. You get to oh, dig yeah. in, get yeah. your media set up, start okay. your uh, audience survey. Yeah, there you go. I can start doing all this cool stuff and I can eventually play around with your AI stuff too. Yeah. You send me uh if you, if you want to be on the beta, I'll send you a, uh, um, send you the NDA. Okay. <laughs> Oh, there's an NDA that rides with that too. I can't yeah, talk it's about only, it. the NDAs uh, only is only good. Well, basically, NDA expires as soon as we release it. Obviously. Oh, okay. Yeah, before it goes goes public to the world. All right. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you do show planning, um, that's that's a piece I want tested the most at this point. Oh. Yeah, our show planning piece is because uh, I don't do show planning. <laughs> so for yeah, me, I do a. I do a little bit with this show that I'm doing. Um, so it might it's, be. Yeah, it's one of those things that has to be done in advance of the yeah, program. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing a lot. Oh, so, right. Yeah. So it's it's a little different than trying to pull a description 
for um, so, so what are the what are the things that you done. do in your planning what are the specific things that you do preparing for that to, to do that show yeah i come up with a a theme for the show based on okay. the guest that i have i've got james cridlin on tomorrow night so right. so it'll be like about kind of global podcasting i come up with a title and a theme of the show like uh, last week I had on um, uh, Ray Ortega. He was on the show last week, and um, he's been doing a lot of work with uh, audio and 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 video stuff. So, so the the topic of that show was the basics needed to do a video podcast. So, so that, that's what I talked to him about on that show. So I create a theme of the show mm-hmm. at the top level that I can promote on the cover art. Or on yep. the the YouTube video art, and then then I I run that theme through uh, Chat GPT, and it outputs a, a bunch of big topics, and then I just use that as my my show outline. I, I make some modifications to it, um, but I use that in my show outline, and then I also use it in my description for the show. So, do you have a do you come up with a goal for the show for the episode? When you say goal, what do you are you well, talking about? You have, a, you have a topic, but yeah. do you have an actual goal of what you want to cover? Oh. Cover in the show? Oh. Yeah, it's actually in the um, the the actual description that's created uh, is the key kind of talking points and and themes here. I can pull it up on the screen. You can see it a little bit. Um, so this is this is the breakdown of an episode um, yeah. that I create so do you do you go out and look for sources like you know different articles that you're going to talk about different Uh, things you no one thing that's different about this show too compared to a lot of other things too is that this has a a large live audience to it Mm -hmm. um so i i take a lot of questions so it's it's one of those things that i I juggle with the topic flow of the conversation with bringing in questions and comments from the audience. So it's trying to walk that line between doing all that. Like um, we didn't get any comments on this show today, but, but I'll on this show, I get probably maybe a couple hundred comments in each episode. So, So do you, do you have target keywords for each episode? Uh, yeah, there's there's ones that are down here at the bottom of the screen here. They're actual tags. But okay. I mean if you're talking about target keywords, yeah. Yeah. But All right. but really it's more about just kind of following a a thread of conversation and then also being able to be flexible enough to just go with the conversation, kind of like what we do with this show. I mean it's it's loosely organized, um, but there's a lot of kind of going off the road it might you know you might say on the topics that we talk about like on this show so i do it i do that show very similar to how we do this show but i do do some editing on on this program so i'll add some visual graphics i'll pull out those countdown clocks kind of like what i did with this show at the beginning um so those don't kind of cloud the experience at the beginning so, so what I'll do right right into the content right away on YouTube. 
you've already done your planning with uh, for James's show already? No, I'll, actually, I'm going to do that after we get done here, and then I'll post a, a scheduled event. Tonight. Oh, okay. Because I I can't get you access to it until I have one of my devs turn your your show on. So that'll be tomorrow. Okay. Um, but I can get you into. You can do your planning and then come in and use my tool and do your planning on my tool and see what do a do a A versus B. That'd be actually really good. Do a B test. Mm-hmm. So come up with your own, you know, and time it. Time how long it takes you to put your your production together. Mm-hmm. And if it takes you forty five minutes or half hour, whatever it takes, and then when you use my tool, do the do the timing and mm-hmm. see uh, how long it takes to come up with. Uh, and I'd really love to hear your feedback because. I think you're going to like our little tool. Yeah. Well, that's good. But yeah, it's, it usually doesn't take me that long. I mean, I, I come up, you know, I have a guest and I have an idea of why that guest is with me and what that topic would focus on based on my guests experience and what they bring to the program. And I kind of cater that to them. And so I just come up with that um, from that. And then the AI helps me come up with, you know, a more organized outline of um, possible topics w- with that person. But I, I give it enough where it kind of knows where to go, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. I, I think you'll, yeah. I think you'll like the episode planning tool that we've got. Cause I was just curious what your process was. And, you know, I keep asking podcasters and a lot of times it's the same, you know, those that aren't using AI, you know, they, they kind of have like their own chicken scratch put together what they're going to talk about. And, yeah. um, but yeah, I'm just, I'll be curious to see what you think of the show flow. Um, but right. <clears throat> there's a, yeah, anyway, I won't go into any details. I'll, I'll let you play with it yourself because I want <laughs> you to give me your, your raw feedback. Yeah. So this is, this is what the show looks like on, um, on YouTube. So I, I created a playlist on my channel for sure. for the Streamyard channel, so this is on this is on my channel, but it, it it points to playback off of off of the Streamyard platform, right? Yeah, and their their channel, so it it's actually getting all of the the plays over on their 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 platform. So if I go, go in here to raise episode, it actually will start. And right, I have I have never yeah. seen. A compression algorithm delivers. I haven't heard. And I haven't heard from Ray in a long time. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You can see off to the right over here on yeah. the screen. There's a bunch of comments that are, you know, that have already come in on yeah. the show, nice. and those actually actually show up on the screen because um, I I click and pull them into the program, and then. Both Ray and I can see those comments on the screen, and we can yeah, address yeah, them and respond to them. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's how that that all works. So, so and they're coming in from from LinkedIn and Twitter and YouTube and uh, I mean lots lots of places. So right. Yeah. So anyway. The LinkedIn comments making into the YouTube chat. Yeah, well, they come into StreamYard. Oh, okay. 
and then I I pull them, I click on them and pull pull them across the the screen, just oh, like I what I would do here. Um, you know, like like that, right? So it's it's a pretty it's a pretty simple process, but um, that's how it works. So it comes in from all these platforms. Um, so it's it's fun. It's definitely it definitely a exciting way of doing a show. Um, <laughs> you got to really stay focused on the content. Plus, you have to stay focused on the audience, and you have to. Um, juggle the visuals back and forth kind of like what you know i've been doing to some degree with this show too so it's it's trying to create something that's a little bit more eye-catching for the the viewer right i i also made a a new i know i'm sure you saw it at the beginning is i made a new thumbnail for us too todd i don't know oh i didn't see that oh nice pull it up here too so actually it was made in canva is where i made this Okay, so I, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, I took out the the backgrounds behind us in, in the pictures, and then I just created a different version of it. Yeah, make sure you send that over to me. I didn't hit record today, Rob, so uh, you're going to have to send me the audio file. I was a doofus. Okay, that's right. I'm I'm capturing. I'm I'm grabbing everything, so it's fine. Yeah, failed failed in my hosting duties here. <laughs> it's all right. I thought it was all happening on my side anyway, so there's no there's no surprise here for me. So, all right. Well, well I, I, again, it's uh, you know, I'm sure the audience is tired of hearing about AI, but be honest with you, what I have found, yeah, and I'm pretty, I'm, I'm, I'm gloating a little bit. You're um, yeah, my post production now on my show is back to where it was prior to me starting using AI tools. Really? Because before I was using a, a bunch of different stuff. Mm -hmm. I was using Anthropic for my transcripts. I was using OpenAI for some, some, and it just basically now all that flows in, in our internal tool. And, it happened so fast yeah. um, that it my, my post-production time is just back to normal now. And oh. I've got a 10 times better product. So, mm. you know, time is money in my, in, in my opinion. Um, it, it really is. And I think when, um, when a podcaster realizes the, the output, the meta data output is mm -hmm. going to be so much better. Um, I don't know if, uh, let me see if I can show it. Um, or maybe you can. What's that? Uh, what are you trying to pull up? Um, hang on a second here. So pull up. Um, I don't know why it's not showing up on five. Maybe I fail, but if you pull up episode 578, the Podcast Hall of Fame Insights of the New Media Show and scroll down to the player. Okay, let's see. Um, five what? What was the number again? 578? Yeah. Okay. I'll pull and it then up. Put, show that on the screen. 
and then look at the audio players. So now see those check boxes, those tick marks. Um, mm-hmm. Go to the uh, not the play button, but go to the um, the advance um, where it basically allows you to uh, where it says plus fifteen, minus fifteen. Just do a that button, not right there. Go to the next one. Click or, on that. Or, yeah, just click it one time. Yeah. yeah. Todd and Robin. And you say this is wrong. I, I don't think the advertisers. Can. So now click that again, and it'll, it'll jump. Options okay. in the world than has ever happened. Yeah, I think it's just a. So those chapter markers have been, um, and we had a bug. So um, that bug's been worked out. And I, matter of fact, I need to go back and regenerate the chapter markers, but. Mm-hmm. Those now are auto-generated. Oh, okay. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So don't we? You know, I don't have to manually do anything. And those are actually chapter files that go into, um, into the basically it's embedded in the RSS feed, and then the player picks up on it. And um, again, uh, I think that particular episode there was a we had a bug with the AI output, but. We've got that mm-hmm. fixed, and the uh, ultimately what we have now is the ability to come up with chapter files that we don't have to mainly do. The AI just does it, and it's uh, remarkably good. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah really do you good. see the um, the developments that's happened around um, text query to generate full motion videos? <laughs> yeah. That's starting to happen. That'll be interesting and, to see that come. Um, Whenever it's released. Right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it's just, again, what we've done or what Mm -hmm. is being done is we're just, we're making a better user experience with this, you know, with the metadata. And um, so I'm I'm, I'm pretty jazzed with with the whole process at this point. Mm -hmm. And are those chapter markers, I, identified somewhere so if you click on the new york times that's the that's the link right yeah i don't know that that might be another thing we might need to fix i don't think that's going to go anywhere if you click on it let's see yeah that one doesn't have a hyperlink tied to it it's just the actual chapter file so if you click on the hamburger hamburger. uh, yeah and then go to chapters that's how you find the actual breakdown. Yeah, that's where you can see the breakdown. Okay. Yeah. Again, I didn't. Does those were completely generated by the by the AI? There's eight eight chapters. It looks like. Yeah, and again, I think there's an issue with uh, that particular chapter file. Probably need to go in and fix it because if you scroll to the bottom, what's the last time mark? Uh, looks like. One twenty-three. Maybe I I did fix it. So, yeah, yeah. So, you know, and if you go to my show, if you go to Geek News Central, uh, um, you'll kind of see that the chapter markers are even more extreme. But those are being hand edited. Uh, Let's go down to the last episode. You'll have to go down and find it. Uh, Yeah, click on that in there. Uh, why isn't that chapter file? Sh- oh, there they are. 
see how uh, how many there are. Oh, oh yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. And um, when my post editing goes down, he'll add the hyperlinks to all those. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a bunch of chapter files, know, thirty or so. Yeah, yeah, you can see them all on the screen now. Yeah, so go ahead and click the hamburger again. And then click chapters. Yeah. So welcome. And see, I don't have any art. So art can go with this. Right. So if you upload art for every chapter. Well, eventually the AI will be able to generate those art pieces, right? The Here's the thing. <laughs> it's really, really expensive to do art in the API call. Oh, it is. Yeah, the text queries are very inexpensive. Um, but the art the art queries are 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 pricey. Mm. Um, yeah, there, there could potentially be art being done by the AI, but again, um, it's it's very 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 expensive to do those um, art API calls. So, so I don't see your your video file in here. Is it? Yeah, go, it's 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 go up. It's right there. Oh, it's okay. Oh, I'm, I don't, I didn't do video. I'm on the road. I don't do video. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. I think you'd have to go to a different, different episode probably to see that. Yeah. 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 But, um, and there's, and I don't have art set up on the video episodes. Yeah. So I was going to say, um, do you see chapters coming to the video side? Uh, not in the current player. No. So again, I've, the chapters are brand new for this because we've been again testing the AI out. So right. yeah, you, you probably have to go to uh, go all the way down and just click the. Uh, yeah, I think it was on the the video. Yeah, you're in a, almost in a mobile view, so you have to go down and click the uh, keep going down, and yeah, no, then no, just go down. You're going to have to go many many pages. Oh really? I don't, I don't know why you can't see the sidebar. Um, that's because I have it large. Okay, so you have to go down and click the video podcast link in the bottom. Yeah, you have to go all the way to the bottom because that's where that menu is. Hmm. Oh, it's yeah. a video podcast? Uh, oh, you're on a page view. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's gonna be unless you go to the main page, go back to the home page. Is oh wait a minute, you can go up. You can you see sidebar now. Go ahead and go down. Right here, right here, right here. Go down, go down, go down. You walk oh. right by it. it says All see right. video, click on video. All right. And that should oh uh, yeah, you have to keep going. Yeah, because you've been gone a month, so there's gonna be yep. episodes. Lots of yeah. non video episodes, All right? So go older posts and you should find one right before that. Now go to the bottom. But there's nothing. No. Yeah, because I've been gone all the month of February. So go right. older posts. Right. Now you should find one. Yeah, there's video. And yeah, no chapter files because I didn't link the chapter file on video. Oh, okay. So does that um, that artwork that's represented in the the video image uh, is that generated automatically 
or uh, the, the square the, one is not the sixteen by nine one. Oh, okay. So, what? So you had to generate that with AI, but then add the yeah. text to the top. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. So yeah. anyway, um, yeah, just yeah, so, you know, bits and pieces, little by little. And so I have my podcast tips um, at well, where's the hmm? Not sure where the podcast. I think I'm yeah. Yeah, so what's the landing page address there? It'd be blueberry.net um, for the for the the WordPress instance. I'm trying to figure that. Um, so would that be you're looking at your feed. Are you using our provided WordPress site? Yeah. Yeah. So just go to your domain. Oh, that's it. All right. Okay. Yeah, that's what I have set up so far. Yeah, you can switch to the other player. You're using the, um, yeah, so just go into settings and PowerPress, you can change to the other player. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so uh, what's that player called in the platform? Uh, Just uh, go in your dashboard and I'll show you. Doing tech support call here. Yeah. So I go into here and, and then, and then uh, go PowerPress and then audio player. Audio player, right? Yeah. And then uh, Blueberry Player Modern, activate and customize. Oh, that's weird that it's not showing up. What is that not showing up? I don't know. I'm going to take a screenshot of that. Scroll back down. I'll scroll that back should, Yeah, I got it. That should not be that should that should be showing up. It's very weird. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, it's still so, early in the, the yeah, so kind do, of, uh, kind of set up. So just just go ahead and save at the bottom. I think you can save, or maybe you already have. Yeah, hit save changes now go back to your website. Mm-hmm. I'm do a refresh. That's oh. Oh, that's broke. You may want to go back to it. I'll find out what's going on. Oh my goodness, something's not yeah, figured something. quite quite right. Audio no, there, there's um. There oh. it is. Oh, that that's bizarre. Came came through in the end. Yeah, some sort of caching issue. You may just, have to. Okay, there it is. Yeah, there it is. Had me freaking so, out. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, looks like on the video player, what is yeah, that? Yeah, so on the video player, you can do. So what I use is um, I use the. Do I use the media elements? Uh, let me look. So what you can do? Yeah, I use the media elements. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I use the media elements one. So if you activate and customize, now you can do uh, put in player width and player height. Yeah, well, you can sure. leave, you can leave yeah. it blank. But you can set up a default poster image if you don't include Oh, one. right, right, right. 
Yeah. Okay. And then you can overwrite the poster image when you publish the episode. Right. So now go to your dashboard, go to post. Sorry, everyone. We're, we're okay. uh, <laughs> go to post. Post. Yeah. Right. I'll post. Now uh, do edit the classic editor. Do a classic editor. Classic edit. editor. Yeah. Now go down and yeah, keep scrolling. And now see where it says uh, episode artwork. Uh, go up a little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So you can set. Now, now if you go to your video one, go to your video channel, episode artwork. So is that. Now keep going down. Yeah, there's right now click episode artwork. Oh, you okay. should be able to have I don't know why it's not showing your other artwork. There's another setting for artwork. Why is that? I'm learning things here, Rob. I just don't haven't fully fully set up everything yet, I guess. Yeah, but as soon as you enable the the video, it should show up on there. I don't know why it doesn't. See, these are things I learned by by looking <laughs> at uh, your screens. <laughs> experimenting right and this and i'll be like wtf <laughs> all right uh, well i think we're at the bottom of the hour todd i think we yeah. and we did a quick uh blueberry wordpress demo there of sorts <laughs> of sorts <laughs> and some stuff so, that was missing why isn't that there <laughs> yeah right well that's that's the process that's how you yeah. learn learn what's going on with your platform right so expect you know I've been running default for years, and I get into a new account. And I'm like, oh, Mike says, oh yeah, you got to flip this switch. Well, why don't we make people flip that switch? Let's get rid of that. Right, right. <laughs> okay. Well, thank everybody for, for for hanging in there through the yeah. the little tech support session on the new media <laughs> show. So thanks. <laughs> I'm Todd at Blueberry.com at Geek News on. X at Geek News at Geek News that chat on Mastodon. Yeah, and I can be found on on X as well at Rob Greenley and on my my YouTube channel at uh, just Rob Greenley if you do a search for that, and also on Streamyard if you want to check out the show. But you can get to all my shows if you just go to my my channel and um, robgreenley.com. And if you want to send me an email, Rob Greenley at gmail.com is a great way to get a hold of me. So. Thanks for for watching and being with us. Yes, thank you so much. We'll see you guys next week at our normal time back in the studio in Michigan. Yeah. All right. Good night, everybody. Yep.